And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Welcome to a Monday. I think we got it figured out. You do? Yeah. <laughs> uh... Why Defense Secretary uh, Lloyd Austin, uh, you know, did not tell Biden that he was (laughs) in the ICU, that he was sick. The reason the Pentagon didn't. And that's because Hmm. he just said, well, why should I? He doesn't know who I am anyway. And you're saying, what are you talking about? Well, let's go back here Have this audio. Let's go back to March of uh, 2021 when Biden was talking about his. Yeah. Defense yeah. Secretary. Right. So I want to thank you both, and I want to thank the the, the uh, former general. I keep calling him General, but my my uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. The, 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 that guy that yeah. runs the place. So, so Austin has an excuse. Hey, he doesn't know who I am anyway. He doesn't even know, doesn't even know why. If I do call him, he's going to say, "Remind me who you who are. are." Why do I need to call him? He doesn't know I exist. Well, there's proof of it right there. He didn't know uh, from the beginning who the guy was. I wonder if they'll use that. Well, he didn't. He, he doesn't know everybody. Listen, he, he appoints these people, but he doesn't know doesn't them. Really know he really them. doesn't know them. He calls them all the guy or gal right. that runs the outfit. Right. <laughs> Who's she? Well, she's that gal that runs the outfit over there. I guess you have to make. You have to make a little bit of humor out of it because, really, I mean, it, it, well, it's ab- shocking, ab- absolutely mind-boggling what we learned since we were last. I mean, the air it is this. because you started when we came back from the Christmas break last Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. Who's it? I it was. I think it was the first. I think it was. Thing you yeah, you I think asked it was. me in the pre-show meeting. You I, said, "Who's making the calls?" Who's making decisions at the White House? It might have been the first thing I said when I got on the air. I think it was because uh, we had, it's where we started our pre-show meeting that just kind of flowed over into the show. And it was based on a number of things. You know, the, the, uh, the attack on uh, Iran proxies and everything else. And then a couple of days later on Thursday, 
uh, we 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 struck in Iraq and took out a militia leader there. They believe that militia leader was responsible for attacks on U.S. personnel. And then we asked the question once again, well, wait a minute, who's making those calls? Then over the weekend, we find out everything about Austin. Austin's been in ICU for days? And no one knew it, apparently. No one knew that he wasn't defense secretary for four days. He was in ICU, including the president of the United States. That's completely and totally unacceptable. If Austin put out that order, he should be relieved from duty. Now, Biden doesn't fire anyone. And I don't believe that Biden, if it's true, that Lloyd Austin, because I don't know who else would say, don't tell anybody I'm in here. Right. And and but since Trump said I saw the headline Trump from Trump, Trump earlier said I'd fire Lloyd Austin. Well, mm-hmm. now Biden can fire Lloyd Austin because mm-hmm. Trump told him to do it. Yeah. Now he can't do it. Right. That's it's like a it's <laughs> it, it would be conceding that Trump is right on something. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and and you look at that and you you just ask. There's so many questions to ask. But it has to be the only set of questions today at the White House. How did this happen? How did this happen? Because Lloyd Austin either lied to a number of people or everybody else is lying. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal, but man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Well, the, the, the thing that got to me when we came back here uh, after Christmas vacation was the the number of instances, which, you know, has to be between 50 and 100 instances of uh, U.S. Uh, uh, U.S. interests being attacked and U.S. soldiers being hurt and U.S. Uh, bases being attacked and the attacks of shipping on the Red Sea, which, you know, yeah. we, we, we saw some of these uh, uh, shipping companies saying, well, Something's got to be done. We can't continue to do this. BP right. pulled out from going through there and now is going around Africa. Yeah. Uh, and so with all these, all of a sudden, they ramped up when we were on vacation. All these attacks back and forth. And then I started seeing in the middle of my vacation, it's like, okay, now he's going to the Virgin Islands. And I thought to myself, I'm like, 
we've got consistent armed conflict going on with the proxies of Iran, funded by Iran Mm -hmm. and helped by the Biden administration by ensuring that the funds are there. Mm -hmm. But still, we're in armed conflict. We're in a war. Yep. May not be declared, but we're in a war. Yep. And my thought was Biden's out everywhere. And I just thought to myself, I don't see Biden as being somebody who is sitting down with the generals and saying, what's our strategy going to be every single day? Because I know if I was president of the United States with what's going on right now, I'd be I'd be with the Joint Chiefs of Staff, which would include the Secretary of Defense every single day. Yes. What's going on now? What's going on now? Okay, what's the plan? What do you want to do? All right. Let's go with this. Let's go with that. I would want active participation. I'd want them in the room. I don't want them. I don't want a bunch of Zoom. I can imagine Biden with the Zoom call with oh 20 gosh. people on the screen. He wouldn't even know what the hell was going on. Yeah. And and so I'm, I thought to myself, I went, my God, you know, this thing is escalating over there now. And it's escalating. Yeah. One of the reasons yeah. Blinken went back over. Right. This thing's escalating. We're now, right. you know, now we're now we're going after militia leaders and other terrorist leaders out there. Remember, when Trump killed Soleimani, that thing was in the news for three, four months. The media wouldn't let it go. Right. Nothing on this. Nothing on this. And I thought to myself, who's actually making the call? And that is a totally legitimate question. Yep. With every and now it became more legitimate after we found out that the defense secretary, nobody knew that he wasn't. The defense secretary for four days. Right. Because he was in ICU. Right. He's lying or they're lying. And I can't trust anything. No, I can't. With this administration, I can't trust I can't. No, anything. Can't. And justifiably so. They, he lied about Afghanistan. Right. Right to the American people's face. Right. And the thing is, we didn't find out about it. There was no leaks from the Pentagon. The Pentagon knew what the truth was. There were no leaks. If it was a Trump administration and that same thing happened that he imagine if Trump lied to the American public about what the generals told him right. on some other issue. Right. Oh, and never you're, you're, well, the leaks would have been all over the yeah. place. Oh, sure. There was not one leak. It wasn't until those ju- those judges, huh? those generals testified uh, before the Congress and Republicans got the answers out of them. Yeah. They were like, no, we didn't tell them to do that. Here's what we told them to do. No, this whole thing is insane. This yeah, whole thing is. is, is it, it reeks of the problem that we brought up last week coming back. That first question you asked. Who's calling the shots? And we didn't know at that point. When we were asking that question, when you were asking that question, when we started back, Lloyd Austin was in the hospital then. Yeah, we didn't know that. Yeah. Well, and there are so many. uh, There are so many now after we are attacked, the United States has probably attacked back. What? Again, 5,100 times. Right. And so my point is, who's making all those calls? And that was because I'm like, is Biden actually involved in all of this? And does he actually know what's going on? And well, if he well, doesn't, who's making the decision? Okay. Who's making the decision mm. 
to to kill a militia leader. Think about this. Uh, Trump took Trump took credit for it. Well, no, that's it. Yeah, I, I mean, Trump would have been my, to the this is my call. to the podium to have a a press conference and a forty five minute speech on it. Remember, Al Baghdadi he came out of the Situation Room and went straight down to the the podium right after it happened. You know, and and you and I were asking that off the air uh, when it happened. I think that was Thursday night into Friday morning in a pre show meeting. It's like, well, wait a minute, where's the president at the podium saying even if he doesn't take questions? This is what we have done. This is the person that was responsible for uh, the the killing of uh, uh, U.S. service members. Or, or I'll tell you why. Because mm. he didn't know. No, I, that that's a possibility. But what I believe it is mm. is they want they want to they they understand they have to keep attacking. But if the president speaks about every victory, then he ticks off his leftist base, mm-hmm. and he can't do that. Well, oh, there's that, and and the fact that you can't put him in front of an open mic. I mean, that's you can't true. put him well, that's, even that's with that's always script, been true. I'm, even I'm giving script, you an additional right, yes, reason. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, we'll we'll have the whole list of reasons. Right. Uh, but no, this is and, and all of this applies, and it's why you can't trust anything that's going on because think about that. Our enemy knows that Joe Biden's not capable. Our enemy finds out that our defense secretary is in ICU. What I'm saying is there's motivation to keep that hidden. Yeah, but what is but what does this do now? What well, it, it shows it wrecks it, it, it but it, that's just the, it, that's it, the incompetence that would come up with such a horrible plan. I mean, there's no way you can keep that from the enemy and you start with having a capable commander in chief, but Right. Well, you sim- you simply that. say Lloyd Austin is in the hospital. We're dealing with exactly th- this is what's happening here. Right. You show confidence. You show confidence in your military exactly. leadership. You exactly. don't sit there and say, well, you know, I, if Lloyd Austin is sinking, I better hide this because if I don't if I don't hide this, people will think that Biden is in charge well, it, but, and we can't have that. Well, but it, under my little, you know, question mark slash possible theory, it wasn't Lloyd Austin's plan. That's the problem with the incompetence under Joe Biden. It's all the way to the bone. Well, then it would be the Bi- what you're saying is Biden knew and they lied. They, that exactly. Look, any possibility, you know, we can sit back and and we can generalize here because this administration uh, has lied to the American public. Because I don't know what the when, truth is. Where when we're when we're at war in Afghanistan, yeah. And once that lie happened, and we can give you all the other successions of lies, but we're uh, but we're we're talking here about armed conflict, a yep. war in yep. Afghanistan, yep. and the fact that he lied to the American public on that. I'm trying to have okay, political lies happen, yeah, but this lie was straight to the face of the American public about what he said his generals told him and that was a lie. Well, after that, I can question everything. That this president says, and we have, especially the things that don't make any sense at all. And this makes zero sense. Yeah, right. In None. what universe does this make sense? None. And even the liberal media is is reporting the fact that everybody seems lost. They don't know where to go on this. How? Because it was a, it These was, are, this was not a wealth. Either nobody is in charge 
and nobody is 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 competent here. And I, I'm throwing that out as a possibility. I'm not saying it, it isn't the case. That could well be the case. Or they're they're running with a a line. They're running with a guy. In this, keep in mind, until the case is otherwise, he actually is the commander in chief. That's the scary part. So if he says something, and this is going to be the line that we sell everybody, then you got to go with it because he's the boss. It sounds these like are, a very these are, these are simple things, though that it, should never be. It whatever sounds the reason, like it, because it's, it, it, and that's my point. It sounds like a plan hatched out of complete incompetence. Tell me how this happens. Your defense secretary is in the ICU, and that's not a an immediate phone call to the commander-in-chief. Here's what's going on, and here's what we expect. We'll update you multiple times a day on his status, and also here is who is filling in for him in the meantime. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't remember anything in covering politics as long as I have over 40 years, paying attention for over 50 I, I, I've never heard anything like this. I don't. I, I, just I haven't. Know. I haven't. 86690-RED-EYE. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. We've heard all about the obesity epidemic in this country with upwards of 60% of people overweight, but it's not just people. It's our pets. Yes, we're seeing the same trend. 30 to 40% of animals are overweight, and you know, 20% or so are in that obese category. Dr. Susan Nelson, the veterinarian at Kansas State University, and she says there's definitely a correlation here between more of us being overweight and our pets. Yeah, my personal belief, yes, there's a big connection. Kind of just like us, there's a lot of palatable foods out there, and fat usually makes them more palatable, and so we like to eat them. Less exercise. We just have less time for exercise, so the dogs don't get to go out for the walks as often with their owners, and so they're laying around the house watching TV while the owners are, too, and usually snacking. And our pets gradually become too fat, which Dr. Nelson says can bring on all kinds of problems and cut the lifespan of our pets. She says get your pet into the vet's office regularly. They'll help you with tips on diet and exercise uh, for your pet, of course. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture, Washington. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Lubes. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. Shop at iowa80.com for the best selection of everything for your truck. Bumpers, fenders, toolboxes, lights, interior, and more. iowa80.com, your trucking accessory superstore. It's Red Eye Radio. Uh, he's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. This is really interesting. There's something wrong with the previous U.S. job reports. The government quietly erased 439,000 jobs through November of 2023. Hmm. A closer look at the numbers from the Bureau of Labor Statistics shows this means its initial jobs results were inflated by 439,000 positions, and the job market is not as healthy as the government suggests, since the government wiped out 439,000 jobs after the fact, the total percentage of jobs created by the government last year is even higher. Increased government hiring 
has been driving the job numbers even higher. This matters because U.S. job reports move the markets and U.S. Treasury yields. Plus, they're a significant factor in the Federal Reserve's decision about the path, the path of interest rate hikes and uh, and cuts. And this affects U.S. consumers' uh, uh, pocketbooks. It's uh, time to stop trading off the payroll data, tweeted David Rosenberg, founder of Rosenberg Research Associates. By his calculations, he said the downward revisions came to an epic 443,000, adding more than 40% of the payroll growth in 2023 came from the fairy tale bird death model the BLS uses to guesstimate its job reports. Again, the government sector in December uh, ranked high in job creation. It created 52,000 jobs in the final month of 2023. Mm. My interesting thing is they said secretly did it. You're telling me it wasn't through the normal because, you know, on the unemployment, they'll update it. Right. You're saying this is outside the normal updates? Uh, that's the question that I initially had, too, because the updates are basically scheduled. You get an update every time you get an unemployment report. You get an update from the from the previous report that was issued. There's a revision that's put out. And it's a total of uh, three reports. Initial report, revision, and final report typically is what it what we see but if they're saying if the report is saying well they quietly did this well what do you mean are you saying they did it in the revisions and didn't promote it because that might happen with any given revision or are you saying they did it outside of the revisions right and i don't know they don't i I don't know yeah i'd have to go back and look that will be interesting but it wouldn't surprise me if they were doing doing it outside the revision. America Studios. And he is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Well, it was uh, sad to hear the uh, about the death of uh, actress Cindy Morgan. Hmm. Yeah. Caddyshack. Yeah. Lacey Underalls. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even say it without laughing. Yeah. You can't even say it. I remember when uh, they were doing, uh, and I forgot who did it, you know, basically the biography of Caddyshack, and mm. she was really prominent, you know, uh, in that uh, documentary on it. Right, yeah. It's really interesting. You know, it's really fascinating. Like, for example, you look at uh, Animal House, you know, the, the first cut of it, the studio looked at it and said, "You are you people out of your mind? Same thing with Caddyshack. Yeah, they you know when they had it done, I mean it was just the studio looked and go what the 
this doesn't even make sense. And so it was after the first viewing of it, you know, from basically the first cut that they looked at Mm. when they actually got more money to add in the gopher. Gopher was not originally a part of Mm. Caddyshack Mm. and they did that later on. But you just think about it. And I think about her. I can't even think of the line when she's walking, when she's walking down with, uh, with Danny Noonan and he's Mm. trying to get, uh, uh, you know, the judge, you know, to uh, give him a scholarship and he keeps failing. Yeah. And she keeps walking right. by with some kind of smart butt comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Call me when you have no class. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerfield. I mean, it was just, you know, it was just classic Dangerfield lines, too. Mm-hmm. That's basically just let Rodney do what he does. And Ted Knight. You know, playing basically playing the straight guy. You know, uh, great movie, great movie. Wow, that we, movie's we should... uh, 40, 44 years now, almost forty four years old. Yeah, I think she's uh, she was sixty nine. Yeah, yeah, Cindy Morgan. And it's funny because they say she's known for Caddyshack and was it Tron? Yeah, and right. I'm like. Was she known for Tron, really? Yeah, no, she was known no. for Caddyshack. No, it's Caddyshack. She was in Tron, but, yeah. you know, they had all the, you know, the body suits and makeup and all that stuff mm-hmm. on. It was like, mm-hmm. no, no. Everybody knows her. Come on, stop it. She right. was known for Caddyshack. Yeah. I don't think she right. did any type of documentary on Tron. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it just... Just makes you think of Caddyshack, and as long as you think, as long as you're thinking of Caddyshack, you can get through all the incredibly insane stuff going on in our society. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, they don't make the silly comedy movies like they used to anymore. Hollywood won't do it. You know, stand-up comedians have been complaining about this for a few years now that Hollywood has just taken this turn. You don't do a comedy movie for the sake of comedy. Because you're going to, the thing is about comedy is eventually you're going to offend someone or everyone. Letterman said it years ago. Think about that. Where Letterman Letterman is now (laughs) and what he said back when he was doing stand-up and and late-night television. He said, look, if you're afraid of being offended, get in line. Eventually, I'm going to offend everyone. And it was a serious point in, in that that's what comedy does. But it's the absurdity. I mean, my gosh, if you look at Blazing Saddles and 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 you didn't look at it as a comedy, it would be the most offensive, one of the most offensive movies ever, except for the comedy lies in the absurdity of it all, of that mindset. And if you didn't compartmentalize that, and people knew how to do it back then. Well, either either it offends everybody, mm-hmm. and if you're not offended by it, it's because you understand the context of it. Right. Right. It's like married with children. Mm-hmm. Could you have a married with children? Today? Not, not married with children. Could 
Uh, all in the family. Married oh, with children. <laughs> uh, neither one of them, actually. You couldn't no, have either you one. You couldn't have either one. <laughs> you couldn't have either one. You know, I mean, you just couldn't. Uh, there's, there's but no when you, way. But when you put, when you think, cause you know, when, when I watch for, when I, you know, I'll see married with children yeah, and it's like, I always, there's part of me that will laugh cause Al Bundy was hilarious. Yeah. What, yeah, a, yeah, what yeah. a great character. Right. Um, and probably some of the best people I, you know, older people I knew growing up were like Al Bundy. Everything, yeah, yeah. everything sucked, but they survived. Yeah. Right. Right. You know? And everything was a joke, and that's how they survived. Right. And there was a certain um, there was a certain fascination in people like that when I was a younger kid viewing that. I went, I actually said, well, that's a really healthy life because they're complaining about everything, but they're doing it, you know, with that sarcastic, you know, that right. they're not yeah. they're not really saying everything is horrible. And he said he got it from his uncle. Yeah. You know, whatever it was, you know, that right. that that's where uh uh, Al or whatever his name is, Ed O'Neill got it from. Mm-hmm. So I was mm-hmm. really doing my, I was really doing my uncle when mm-hmm. I went in. He mm-hmm. said everybody was playing it one way, and I said, well, not, why not play it? That just, you know, you, you, your wife's left. Whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like everything is whatever. Right. Whatever. Yeah. You know, we also didn't get a chance. Uh, it, it, it happened while we were out on our Christmas break, but the death of Tommy Smothers. Oh man, Smothers Brothers. I mean. Well, first of all, they were really good musicians. Yeah, they were. And that kind of took a back seat in a way, you know, to the music because it was all the comedy was surrounding, you know, whatever song or whatever performance they were doing. Uh, but but Tommy Smothers, have you ever seen the clip of him walking out as Johnny Carson? No. He nailed it. Because in those years, he looked like Johnny. He was the same size. There was a still shot that came out after he passed. It, it was it was just in the whole Google, you know, um, virtual world of still shots of Tommy Smothers. And he was at an event, and they took a shot of him. I'm, I'm like, that's not Tommy Smothers. That's Johnny Carson. I, I knew it was Tommy Smothers, but it was like, wow. And then I thought, wait a minute. Didn't he do that on Carson? He did. So his brother came out, and then Johnny's like, well, where's Tommy? He goes, well, Tommy wants to come out and you know pay special tribute. It was their last appearance on The Tonight Show while Johnny was hosting. Oh, I should be able to find it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's just unwritten. In fact, it's on the official Johnny Carson uh, YouTube channel. And it's just on. He comes out. Now, he doesn't do the, the vocal impression because his voice is very different than Johnny's. But he looked just and he like had, him. And he had that. Did he do the mannerisms? Yeah. Him? Oh, my okay. gosh. Yes, it was. And he did it kind of throughout the entire visit there, even when they sat down. Um, and then they did a routine after that. And it was just amazing. Um, you know, their father uh, is was a major Thomas Smothers, the second Thomas Smothers Jr., and died in a Japanese prison camp in World War II when Tommy would have been about eight years old. Wow. And you think about that. I mean, they're essentially their mom from that point on raised them, and they 
in fact, made they brought her sometimes to the show when they were on the air, uh, their show. Uh, she was in the audience a couple of times. And it was, I mean, they were just, they were so funny, but you think about what that life would have been like, and they didn't really talk about it much, but having suffered the loss of their father, and, and it's, it was a really horrific loss, too, the way he died. And and so it was, you know, that, it, it was just one of those things that of our generation, the Smothers Brothers were, they were cutting edge. In fact, they got fired. Because of it, not canceled. The network didn't cancel them. They fired them. And they were doing, I mean, by today's standards, what they did was tame. Tame, yeah. Very tame. You know? You know, it, it's interesting that when, when you were just talking about it, that I'm fascinated. I got to watch because uh, I just was doing stuff around the house, a little bit cold. I can't golf because of my knee. Mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of time around the house. And I will say watched a lot more television than I normally watched. Mm-hmm. And I caught myself one night just going to Antenna TV. Yeah. Where they're yeah. playing, they're playing, you know, and then, then on my LG channels, you know, one of my streaming services, mm-hmm. there's the Johnny Carson channel. Yeah. Yep. Where Johnny yep. Carson, yep. old shows are running yep. 24-7. Yep. And I just thought... You know, you look at that, that talk shows are immediate. You know, they catch, yeah, they, right. they, they capture the present. Right. Yeah. And I thought to myself, and I haven't fully thought this out yet, but I, I will say this, that there's a kind of comfort. Now for me, it goes back to my, uh, probably senior year in high school, you know, really when Carson was becoming mega popular. Right. Yeah. And I would stay up. Uh, on the East Coast till like quarter to 12 because at 1130 he'd come on for the monologue. Then you go to sleep. Right. But you would have to catch the monologue. Yeah. And it's right. funny that when I turned it on, I was over vacation and I watched like two or three shows. Just like got nothing to do. I'm like, there's a certain comfort in this. No, it was. There's it, a it certain a nostalgia and a, or whatever. It, well, or, it was the nostalgia, but not the, even nostalgia. No, well, it was well, even more than that. The the show itself had a certain cadence to it that was perfect for late night. If you look yeah. at what Fallon does, Fallon's like a hyperactive child. Now, I, I you can take that good or bad, I, but he is. He's like a, a hyperactive kid. No, I understand what you mean. Yeah. Carson, and it isn't necessarily an insult. It's just no, the style it's just, that he the, has. just the way he right. he conducts his comedy, <laughs> or it could necessarily be an insult. Yeah, it might be, you know, whatever. <laughs> but you know, but Carson had a more subdued, especially after the monologue. But it was, it was that was the idea. Look, you know, kids have gone to bed. Everything's all right now. You know, sit down and take in some comedy. When it was ninety minutes. I used to make an effort to, yeah. especially if Rich Little or somebody was on, I loved Impressionists, and I used to wait up because if, if we were quiet, my dad would leave our bedroom door open. So if I couldn't see the TV from the room I was in, I could at least hear it. And I would stay up until midnight. I would stay awake, or as long as my dad had it on. And at one point, we were in a house on Laughlin Air Force Base, actually, and my bedroom door... You could look around the corner, and you could see the TV. It was right there. And I could sit there, and I, if I was quiet, I could watch it. and Or I could see it in the reflection of my window. And 
those are the things that I remember as a kid. You know, it, it was just for me, it was just it was everything because I, I just wanted, well, comedy, you know, and and I will always love Carson. You, you know what I sense and this is just off the top of my head when I watch it. It's he had a relaxing style and Ed sitting there just laughing yeah. was like two people just joking around. Right. It wasn't yeah. like you were watching a show. Right. They were hanging out. They were just hanging out. Yeah. Kind of just. Sitting around a lounge, yeah. you know, yeah, and then that went right into Mash with the swamp, and that became <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's where you wanted to be, <laughs> exactly right. Can I can I buy a swamp? Eight six six ninety Red Eye. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio toll free at eight six six ninety Red Eye. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. This is really interesting now because we had mentioned the Golden Globes very briefly. Uh, but uh, this from Deadline, Golden, Golden Globes security ramps up amid international tensions and creating limo log jams. You know, you and I talked about the DNC this year in Chicago. The pro-Palestinian mm-hmm. movement's going to be all over that. Mm-hmm. They're going to mm-hmm. be all over that. And you think about it that, you know, things were slowed up at the Golden Globes what what security are they worried about right now? I mean, of course, possibility of terrorism because that's a high profile thing. But what they're really worried about in liberal cities is the pro Palestinian protests that are yep. going on. Yep. Yep. Because and there's there's no way to con- there really is no way to control it, and it is the eternal outrage that's going on. And right now, the focus is anti Israel, anti Jew, pro Hamas. I, it doesn't get more radical than that. No, it, it really doesn't. And really, I don't. If you're if you're a liberal uh, leader in one of these liberal cities, I don't know what you do. Quit. Leave. I don't know what you do. There's really no way to control that kind of radical behavior. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.